everyone, and welcome to Glowing Weak Point. We, we got a little bit of a special episode this week. This is version two of the uh, intro, because I didn't record the first one. But John I, as always, am your host, John. With me, as always, the co-host, Wombat. Say hi, Wombat. Hi. And a, a little bit of a special one for you this week. We've got a special guest, the former host of the Gentleman's Gank Twitch stream. That's right, he quit. It me. This this isn't canned at all. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty much the same energy as the first time I said it. Yeah, it's a little stupid. Yeah, I, I, I quit. Ask me you what did. my uh, glowing weak point is. Uh, what's your glowing weak point? I quit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have the same now, conversation we had before? Or do you want to just... Oh, uh, we it? don't have to. I mean, okay. it wasn't that important. It was mostly just you asking me. Uh, yeah. So, um, it, here's here's the weird part about this glowing weak point, because... Um, oh, we'll get to yours in a moment. Uh, we're still on mine, because I'm important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not... <laughs> That is technically what that means. So, right, yes. that is the implication um, <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, normally, uh, like a glowing weak point is like all good, or at least like mostly good. And there is a lot about this that is good because uh, Gentleman's Gank has been a thorn in my ass for years now. I thought I you have, loved it. I have nearly lost multiple friendships and have lost some friendships because of it uh it's been something that have has kept me from going out and having fun with friends uh i can't tell you how many times i've had to turn down trips to like hey you want to go grab a drink sorry can't do it i've got to go do fire team uh, <laughs> uh it's it has been awful for my social life uh, and, you know, my friends and relationships and such. Um, but at the, at the same time, like, the people I did it with are my friends, and I, I do appreciate them and, 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 uh, and like them a lot. But, you know, it, it comes with the other, the other footfalls of, like, I treated it as a job because it was, and, and at times they did too, and the rest of the time they just fucked about and it threw a thousand pounds more stress on me because I'm trying to make, like, a product and they wouldn't. Um, so, like, the amount of stress that I now just don't have is incredible. Yeah. But, on the other, on side... the other hand... I, I did love getting on there, especially when, like, there were actually people to talk to. Um, just getting on and, and hanging out with people on, on Twitch and, and like, making rela new relationships. For example, you. I like, was about to uh, say. We wouldn't be friends without Gentleman's Gank. Right. Um, I think it was a, um, and, a and Fire Emblem stream you were doing that uh, uh -huh. me and my friend stumbled across. Yeah, and like it's now we're friends for like yeah, five and, and years and it's now things or like this. Like there, I've made multiple friends with this that that have become real life friends, not just internet friends. Um, We've met and yeah, and like the, those these the the people that I've met through it, the relationships that I've built through it are are just 
treasures that I'm I'm gonna keep beyond Gentleman's Gang. Like there there are people when I when I finally put in my notice and quit, I and, and like announced that to the world, I got messages from people that were like thank you so much for the fantastic memories and, and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that actually made me feel even better about this and 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 sad that I'm leaving that behind. So it's it's a little bittersweet because I won't have that anymore. Right. Um, it's also a little bittersweet because uh, Gentleman's Gank is me. Like I, it, it 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 featured multiple other members, but it I was the one always pushing. You. Yes, I was the one always pushing. I was the one trying new things and and taking us in directions and. Uh, if you have seen any art outside of Dominic's occasional um, art streams or, or shows where he draws things, 100% of the art is hand-drawn by me. All the logos, well, except for the, the official Gentleman's Gank logo, but all the other logos, all the show titles, all the art, background art and stuff is me. And it's it reignited my love of art and like but like i've poured so much into gentleman's gang so it's hard to step away from it <laughs> yeah so it's it's definitely like it's it's a mixed blessing because on the one hand thank god i will no longer have to stress over garbage but i'll i'll miss it and i'll miss doing it yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a big part of your life for a long time, and so I imagine it's kind of hard to just step away like that. Yeah, I mean, it was almost a decade, I think, that I was doing it, which is a which long is time to be working crazy. one day a week. <laughs> <laughs> I was not working one day a week that whole time. <laughs> Most of that time, I was, I was. Technically not full time, but I was full time. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, let's see. Started it in yeah seven years ago. Well, I'm happy for you. Seven, um, seven years. Yeah. So, what's your glowing weak point? Enough about me. Uh. Last week I was on vacation. It was a it was a staycation. It was just a I want to not be at work, so I'm gonna stay at home and lounge about the house. Vacation. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I got I did I did various things. I don't, I don't know how okay. to describe them. You know what? <clears throat> I wrote. I wrote so much more of my book. Um, I was that's good. I was like seven pages in when I started, and near the end of the first chapter. Um, and by the time the it was over the week, um, I was halfway through the third chapter and had nineteen pages written. And considering that wow. I don't write like ever anything, it was yeah, it was, it was a lot for me. And I'm feeling really nice. good about it. Nice. Yeah, 
I'm looking forward to writing more when I'm not deathly tired from the upheaval in my sleep schedule. Awesome. Yeah. I even felt comfortable enough to describe the plot to my family. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is pretty comfortable. And daring. It is. <clears throat> I mean, it helps. It helps that I'm just kind of making it up as I go along. Which is how I write well. The reason why the reason why I wasn't writing for a very long time is because I'd taken a lot of bad writing advice to heart. Mm. It's not even bad writing advice. It's just writing advice that doesn't suit me. Yeah. So so it's like, oh, you should really like outline your stories and everything before you start writing them. And so I was like trying to do that. And then every time I outlined it, I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to write this. Yeah. And, and I was doing that for years, just trying to outline stories to write them. And, and then, mm -hmm. like, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I really want to write. And so I think I'm just going to, like, just start writing and see what happens. And that's just going to be what I write. And that's that's what I'm doing now. Awesome. I'm glad. Yeah, like I, I think about it, but I don't ever write anything down concrete until I'm writing the story. So so everything is just kind of like free-flowing out of my hand. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I like it. One day in 30 years, we'll be able to read your book. I'm just assuming that everyone writes like, um, what's his name? Uh, G.R.R. Martin. No, uh, I mean, I'll probably have it. If I stick with it, it should be done in a handful of months. Okay. Yeah, I'm aiming. I'm aiming for like my birthday. Have it. Have it. Have a draft finished by my birthday. Awesome. I just made that up right now, but I'm gonna stick to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so next up we have a very, very long segment. Uh, which segment are we doing today? We're, we're anime. Oh, we're anime today? Yeah, we're anime today. Oh, I didn't enjoy anime. You didn't enjoy anime? <laughs> I enjoyed some anime. God, can I start us off with an anime? I want to. I want to talk about an anime first. Okay. Uh, this is one that we've both seen. Uh, this is easily yeah. the worst anime of the season. If if you had to guess, the worst anime of the season. Um, hmm. I mean that we watched. Cause I'm I'm sure there were um like some really shitty anime that we just there's, didn't bother with. There's one that I think you might be talking about, but I'm going to say In the Land of Leedale, or Leedalay. No, that one's average. I'm talking about She Professed Herself Pupil of the Wise Man. Okay. Which has not had its That's... second episode yet, I don't think. No, it, it has not. There are actually four on this list that... Uh, have you watched everything that is released so far? Um, I've watched everything underneath everything? my name and underneath the both. Yeah, but but you're caught up with all this, uh, except for a Kebby sailor uniform. I'm not caught up on that. 
because I'm okay. never watching okay. it again. Okay, so so with the exception of five anime, we have watched more than one episode. Um, the, this she professed herself people of the wise man is one of the five that we haven't watched beyond the first episode, right? Because it isn't out yet. So let me explain. She professed herself pupil of the wise man. It is probably an isekai story. Um, it is. About probably a girl who is actually a guy who plays an old man in an MMO. And then all of the, uh, all of the like super powerful mage characters disappear one day. Uh, and, and the girl wakes him up inside the game. Yeah, him being one of them, and the girl wakes up inside the game, and I'm guessing she's going to go around telling people that she's the pupil of her old character. Uh, You'll notice there's a lot of assumptions in there, because the first episode is fucking garbage. Alright, here's here's my take on it. The first episode is uh, someone being extremely artistic. That's because being all gracious. of the choices, the 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 choices are very artistic. It starts <laughs> off with a a narrative about the video game. It's a VR MMORPG. Okay, it spends one quarter how... of the episode talking about the uh, the setting of the MMO, all of the different. It's a third. It's it's in thirds. You think it's in thirds? I I think it's in thirds. Okay. There there are there are three main branches of this this anime the the first third is they in a narration over what the game is the the background the stories it's this is a well-developed game at this point where uh pretty much anything goes but it doesn't tell you how it goes and you have to figure it out for yourself and 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 the players have all formed their own kingdoms and are vying for control of the game between each other and and that's where it it ends up with basically mages are too hard to level and warriors are too easy to level and warriors easily beat mages so mages get wrecked except for this one town where all of the the top mages gather and that that becomes a kingdom and then it switches over to talking about those mages one of which being a gandalf character um <laughs> what was his name deb uh, De- Debrel? De- yeah, yeah or something? I don't remember. It, it was it's a week ago I watched it. Dolph? Uh, D- Dibble-f- I don't know. It's, it's a stupid fucking yeah. name. Dable Wolf or something like that. <laughs> um, Devil Wolf. But he... Uh... Anyways, it switches over to a first person following the Gandalf character, who's a summoner, and he goes off and he summons some things and shows how badass he is. And then the end of it, the the last third, is <laughs> very artistic. It's I very artistic. To, I, I, want to, I want to say it, John. Okay. Al- allow Go me ahead. this. The last third of the episode is four or five minutes of... <laughs> a montage of the girl waking up in a field, going on a meandering, pointless adventure throughout the land, uh, all without dialogue, while uh, 
a generic anime tune goes on in the background and finally Peaceful anime tune and finally at the end of it she looks in the mirror and says I- i'm cute and that's the yeah. end of the episode it's legit five uh, minutes of silence i'm cute that's our introduction to the main character so here's 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 basically what it 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 comes to wabat sees this episode decides that it's a jumbled mess and he doesn't want to deal with this or put up with yet another isekai and he says it's trash and isn't going to watch any more episodes i'll watch watch the next episode episode. i'll i watch this episode and i go wow those are some really interesting choices and i genuinely like baffling the last third the last third is my favorite part of this. It is classic cinema show don't tell. <laughs> it, this we skipped is, this over. Is a, hold on. We skipped is, over the meaningless bullshit fight with the old man where he fights a, a thousand goblin army of exactly the same goblin over and no, over again. That's character again. setup. That's uh, character. This is this is three. This is a three-part intro to the series. And then at the... the... first third, intro to the setting. Second third, intro to the character. Third, uh, third is the, um... Third, The third. intro to what the story will be. I mean, it didn't and intro it's, the it's, story, it's, but... Did you miss I mean, the part where the the connection point between the old man storyline and the montage at the end was was a handshake between him and his friend the king and narration describing the most the single most important event in the game's history up to that point where all of the most powerful people in the kingdom disappeared. Yeah, it didn't show us that. It just told us. That's tell, don't show, John. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it was just kind of a, a... It said it, and then it moved on. And and it, it, it was like, hey, by the way, this happened. And then it actually showed what really happens. Or at least what I'm assuming what really happens is that they got transformed. Okay. The episode was trash. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, this episode was amazing, and I'm going to be watching the entire series. Uh, it is well on my way to top four anime of the year. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about just one of my own ones. Uh, if we're if we're talking about trash, um, I've got tr- some trash to talk about. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lay it on me. Uh, the strongest sage with the weakest crest. I've heard some about this. Uh, I chose not it's, to watch it after hearing some about this. It's an isekai where he doesn't leave his own world. He just gets re... re <sighs> he reincarnates thousands of years in the future of his same world. <laughs> so it's a time travel. But a, so that's not an isekai. That's time travel. Well, it's a reincarnation. I mean, as we'll talk about later, people are getting really flimsy with what reincarnation means. Oh, I mean, he he literally kills himself so that he'll reincarnate a thousand years as a baby in the future. Okay. Um, what, so, what makes uh, this trash? He, he was 
he was one of the strongest sages, if not the strongest sages in his timeline, and he made a whole bunch of, of artifacts and stuff back then, but of the four marks that you can have on your, your the crests you can have at birth, um, he had what he considered the weakest of them. It was long range or whatever, whereas he wanted the close range, high power one. So he killed himself so that he would reincarnate um, with a different crest. And he got his crest, but it's a thousand years in the future, and demons have kind of wormed their way into society and gotten people to um, stop using wordless spells, which are better for, you know, working. And also, like, made the most powerful crest known as the Crest of Failure. Uh, so, like, all of his skills are considered, like, bad skills, except they're not, and it's just a power fantasy where he's a six-year-old, and in episode one, he kills off one of the few remaining demons that, uh, humanity has deemed unkillable, and, cause, like, no human has ever killed a demon. Wow, that's your lowest And then in episode two... In, in episode two, um, he it starts off with him going before the king, who then basically gives him free run of the kingdom and all the power therein to like protect the kingdom. <laughs> so <hate> yeah, <laughs> and, and then then he goes into a, a dungeon because he needs to go into the dungeon, and then he like goes down and single-handedly clears the floor boss. Sure. It's trash. It's trash. It's trash, and I almost would keep watching it because I am trash. You love trash. But there's just way too many anime this season that are actually good that I, I can get rid of this one. I didn't find that. Most of them are okay. I like them. Life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout is about... Okay, this is another one of the ones that's only one episode so far. Yeah, so this is about two uh, like middle-aged salary men who are dragged into an alternate world, and one of them is transformed into a hot girl. Like, his, his ideal version of a hot girl that he described while laying on the ground drunk one night. Um, his best friend does not get transformed, but that's okay. Because he's a really handsome man that, like, all the girls are really into. But he's not really into all the girls. And he's really attached to his best friend. And he's definitely not analyzing that in any way. Yeah. And, and so once once his friend becomes a hot girl, they both start to feel things for each other. <laughs> and anyway, they need to go fight the Demon King if they want to return to their world. So that's the show. Yep. Um you'll notice that uh none of the neither of them gets reincarnated. He gets transformed. He does not die. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he is turned into goo. He, he was just, he was just summoned. The goo becomes and, a girl. Yeah. 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 What do you want to stay as a goo girl? What do you want to talk about next? 
<laughs> I mean, I don't think the goo had a gender. Uh, well, you have a man in a girl's body. Uh, I'll talk about my anime that has a girl in a guy's body, or a guy in a girl's body, uh, which is Miss Kuroitsu from the Monster Development Department. Oh, this one was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. It's it's a It's a comedy where you follow the research assistant for the monster development department of the evil organization Agastia, who it's her job to make monsters for the superheroes to fight. Um, I do feel like the show led with its best joke, though. Like, of the jokes in the first two episodes, the first segment is the funniest. The the first it's, it's segment the first segment is her having to give her boss's proposal on a new monster because yeah. I, he just refuses to do it and hands it off to her. And so yep. she has to really sell this it's a dude in a Loch Ness monster costume. It, it's embarrassing yep. to even call it a suit. It's like a theme park like a discount theme park costume. Holding a sword. And she is trying to convince all of the higher-ups at this evil organization that fights Power Rangers that this is the monster to (laughs) to send out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They've got some... It's it's pretty funny. It it follows mostly her uh, loving the monsters and wanting them to do well despite the fact that they're constantly uh, forced to change things last minute, including, like, the first char- for- first monster, which is uh, a wolf boy that the head of the uh, evil organization demands be a girl last minute, so they can't change the mind, so it's a boy's mind. And I'm so glad, like, there's so much just nudity thrown around that's tastefully covered up (laughs) and also this this plot line in particular could have gone really badly if they fucked it up even a little bit but they didn't like i i expected they're like oh i'm in a guy's body i expected within the next 15 minutes for the character to start feeling themselves up at all right but but they didn't they didn't do that at all it's it's not a male character who now is in a girl's body who just takes advantage of that no it's just it's a body uh, dysphoria it's gender dysphoria yeah like (laughs) he's just he's really uncomfortable with being in a girl's body and wants to change it as quickly as possible yep and like all of us uh in order to change her his gender he needs to uh work a slave job in order to maybe one day afford the procedure yep yep (laughs) whether it's changing the body or changing the mind uh but yeah no very very funny and i i really appreciate the fact that all of the heroes in the show are real heroes except for i think the main one i don't think uh correct yeah divine i I don't think divine swordsman divine later. later yeah yeah, I think he's made up. But all of the other like like 
cameo ones are all real fucking tokusatsu shows. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Give me one from your list. Uh, a Kebby sailor uniform. <laughs> Were you the one I showed that, that, uh, thing to? Yes. Yeah. So a Kebby sailor uniform is probably the most beautiful anime of the season. Um, it's, it's Said a l- Quentin Tarantino. It's lovingly animated in every single way, <laughs> including the feet of 12 year old girls and a 12 year old girl who sniffs her nail clippers after using them yep 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 and uh, this is a violent vile show (laughs) it's it it's gross um the main the main plot of the show is also super fucking boring um the uh, the main character akebi really wants to go to a school where she can wear a sailor uniform because she's uh, she comes from like a small town and she's never been in a school with more than one person in it like in a class um, so she goes, she, she applies for the prestigious school that her mother went to out in the countryside at, because in all of her mom's pictures, they wear sailor uniforms and in the application process, she tells them like, like the, the administration that she wants to go to the school so she can wear a sailor uniform <laughs> and they do not tell her that they do not wear sailor uniforms anymore. Yeah, and so she shows up at the uh, the the entrance ceremony, and everybody else is wearing blazers, and she's she's sta- standing at the fucking front with a sailor uniform on, and then they take her they take her into the back room to have a conversation about it, where they admit that they fucked up for not telling her that they don't ha- they don't wear sailor uniforms anymore. And it's like, yeah, why didn't you? She could have gone to a different school that does. Yeah. And that, But then they offer her the option of, like, wearing the blazer that everybody else wears. Or, because, because they fucked up, she can just keep wearing the sailor uniform that her mom made for her. Uh, and she chooses to keep wearing it. And that's the yeah. show. That's That's the show. And also feet. 12-year-old girl feet. Yep. So what did you think of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? All right. So uh, I I watched the first uh, 12 episodes of this, and it was fantastic. (laughs) I haven't haven't gotten around to watching this yet. This, it technically came out last season, and the second half of it comes out next season. So I'm a little in between, but... uh, it, it it was great. It was excellent. Uh, I I loved every minute of it. It's it's classic good awesome JoJo, and they they do a good job of everything. How's but, Jolene? Uh, it's it, oh, Jolene's great. If if you like JoJo, you will love this show. Okay. If you don't like JoJo, what's wrong with you? Right. If you don't know if you like JoJo. You'll like this show. <laughs> Go watch JoJo. Yeah. Any season of JoJo. Like, they're can, all good. You can see it. It's real easy to see it. Uh, all right. Tell me about the the boy love anime. Uh, Sasaki and Miyano. So, mm-hmm. It wants to be boy's love, but I think it's actually a twist. It's a twist on boy's love. 
So Miyano okay. is like a, a an otaku kind of kid who's really into boys love manga. He reads a lot of it. He's super secretive about it, though. Um, Sasaki is an older delinquent kid at the school who Miyano meets when um, he Sasaki intervenes when Miyano is about to like help his classmate stop being beaten up by a bunch of kids. Sasaki goes and beats mm-hmm. them up for him. Uh, and after that, they become friends and they start sharing um, their interests and Miyano like shares manga with Sasaki and then Sasaki starts to realize, wait a second, <laughs> these boys love mangas. They kind of show emotions that I might be feeling for Miyano. <laughs> um, and Miyano is probably straight. Like, I don't... <laughs> I think Miyano is just really into the manga. He's He does not seem interested in men at all. Sasaki at one point okay. straight up asks Miyano, like, do you want to go out? And Miyano's like, is that a joke? Like, let's go to class. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> just completely uh, knocks it down. It's a really cute show. Um, it's it, it doesn't really lean into the the grosser parts of boys love like some shows do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll I'll pick one from from the the both group. We, we'll actually just go go back to back here. Um. So I'll talk about the one that we we know we already like. How a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. I don't know that I like Season this one. one anymore. What? Season one was great. Season one was uh, great. Se- did you ever finish it? Because you... I did. Last we spoke, you said you hadn't. No, I finished it. Okay. Uh, season two, uh, I thought... I mean, it picks up right where the other one left off, and... It's so boring. Uh, <laughs> the first two episodes, I swear to God, they went by in what felt like five minutes. Because they take place in the same room. Like, the whole episode takes place in a single room both of them yeah i was like where's the Uh, two rooms technically where's the story where's where's anything like (laughs) it's It's, just it's set up there's there's gonna be a lot more because they're gonna like immediately be marching off to to war basically um, it's just been like two episodes of straight political talk, and I'm so bored. I'm like, do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're in luck. I hope so. Because they're about to. You talk about the other one. Uh, in the land of Leah Dale. No. Oh, no? No. The Genius Prince's Guide to Rising a Nation. The, the exact same anime. Oh, the same show. Different. The same, it's yes. the same show, That's why but I said, without the we're isekai. We're going to talk about the same show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the same show, but there's no isekai. It's just a straight fantasy show, except it has all of the isekai trappings, like every single fantasy anime does now. Um, yeah. I will say, the prince is a bit more of an interesting character than uh, what's-his-fucking-face from Realist Hero. mostly because it allows you like insight into his mind and you realize that he's just kind of fumbling his way into success 
Yeah. He has he has a low level of cunning that allows him to see like, ooh, if I do this, maybe people will back off and then I get to fucking just chill here and be left alone. And instead what happens is he says something and everybody is like, that's the most grand greatest idea I've ever heard of. Nobody could have ever thought of this except it's the most obvious thing ever. And then they do it and it works. And he's like, why the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I guess the difference is the, the realist hero, the show is more about what he does and how he does it. Whereas uh, the genius prince is more about uh, why he does and how everyone else is kind of dumb i mean but they're not they're not dumb like like he thinks they're dumb like for example the the main thing i'm thinking about is when he goes to strike at the enemy country's gold mine and he he tosses the idea out there thinking that the generals will will say like that's that's way too much of a of a risk to go after like so their their biggest priority like like the gold mine is what makes their enemy country wealthy it's the only thing and while yeah. while he's saying let's go after the gold mine he points out to them like there's no other position of any strategic value anywhere close to us so we should just go mm-hmm. for the gold mine and what he's hoping will happen is they'll say no that's too risky we're just going to we'll either stay here or we'll go back home like, we've accomplished what we needed to. We pushed back their army. We killed their general. Let's go home. But instead they say, no, wait, that's a fucking fantastic idea. Let's go take the gold mine. And then the joke at the end of the episode is that he won the gold mine. So they were right. They're actually very smart generals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the, this is, to be fair, this is one that we've only seen one episode, so don't know if it'll stay good or not. Right. But I'll I'll still be watching it. <sighs> I've only got one more to talk about, so I'll, I'll talk about something else. Uh, in the land of Lee Dale, or the world of Lee Dale, or Lee Delay, I don't remember. Who they cares? pronounced it, and I, I listened and was like, oh, that's how, and then I immediately forgot. Because who literally gives a single fuck? Uh... I might keep watching this one just because. I might also. But I might not. But just because they did introduce um, her children in the second episode, and they almost have interesting characters. Okay, so I'll, I'll give the rundown on this. Um, girl, she's in the real world. She's hooked up into a VR MMORPG to play because she's, like, on life support and She's, dying. like, paraplegic and the- or something. Yeah, and then the power goes out, and clearly she dies. But through magic, uh, she gets transported into another world that is the video game that she played. But, like, 200 years in the future. Yeah, and, I mean, it's clearly not the video game because the power went out, so the game's also dead. But it's another world that's exactly the same, except 200 years in the future. Um... And now she's just living in this world. I mean, it is the she game. She still has, because like it, yes, her game, but... like like her player base in the game is still there. 
all of her items I and stuff are still there. Like she she pulls out a, a potion in the second but episode. But there aren't other players, at least that we know of. Right. Like we don't. I don't think there are other players. But it is. Which is why I'm saying it's not the game because the game would have other players. But if it wasn't it the game, the it wouldn't have like the first the same potion features. that she made back when she played the game. Yeah, I, that, I'm not arguing that she <laughs> didn't go in there. I'm saying that it's not the game because the game is a computer and she's alive in this other world that is identical. I mean, maybe it's a dot .hack situation. Maybe it actually is 200 nothing, years in the future. Like nothing in the is real ever world. a dot .hack situation. And she's, she's stuck. Not even, even dot .hack. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and then then she goes off and explores the world that's two hundred years in the future, and there's not really like she's all powerful, and there's no worries about anything, and it's kind of just a little adventure, quote unquote, slice of life sort of fantasy bullshit. And this is a trash anime, and I wouldn't watch it except for the fact that I've already watched two episodes. It's got a baseline of quality, and it's not as insulting as like Wise Man, so can keep watching it i guess there's not much else going on this season you know what else are you gonna watch watch wise man over land of lee daily (laughs) would you watch slow loop slow loop is literally just laid back camp but about fishing it's it's a slice of life sports anime (laughs) it's 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 so i like that it calls it sports it's interminably boring just just the worst thing and i will probably watch the entire season of it i i will say that the one thing this is not one that i have watched uh the one thing i've heard about it um because i was reading through some reviews uh is that it does a good job talking about or, or dealing with a character who has lost someone and and connecting reconnecting with them again through a shared love um, so the main character, uh, her father died like th- two or three years before the show begins, and he is where she got her love of fly fishing from. Yeah. Um, and, and she's able to connect to her new sister, like her stepsister, via fly fishing, and that's kind of the whole show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it does it well. It's just really, I don't, I don't know who these shows are for. In the Land of Leah Dale, Slow Loop, Akebi's Sailor Uniform. I mean, that one's for pedophiles, but other than them, yeah. I don't know who it's for. You know, I, I just... Who's the target audience? So I'm, I'm trying to leave the best ones for last. So I'll talk about uh, Police in a Pod. Is this copaganda? Um, <laughs> it is kind of copaganda. I didn't yeah. watch this one because I assumed it was copaganda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it because I knew you wouldn't watch it. Right. <laughs> that, that's literally the only reason I watched this was like, I looked at it I was like, there is no way in hell Wombat will watch this anime. So, I, hate I guess I will. Passion. Um, it's, it's a, it's a cute little comedy slice of life anime where the, they actually deal with a lot of intense things like right off the bat um like one of the the first uh 
people they bring in is being molested by their father and they find like they they figure this out towards the end of it and they're like and they help her get out of that situation uh or uh domestic violence victims so uh it was it was pretty pretty neat that they actually are touching on these things that are not really talked about at all it is kind of um, throwing you in the deep end like immediately though yeah um but yeah this is this is one that i i picked because i knew wombat wasn't gonna watch it and i'm probably gonna finish out the season okay have fun with I your didn't law and order the anime <laughs> tell me a fucking iced tea shows up well they're not detectives they're they're beat cops Ice T is the one in SVU, right? I I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty like, sure it's he either is. him or it's LL Cool J, and it, I don't think it's LL no LL Cool, cool J's in uh, NCIS. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> I knew it! I knew he was in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not bad in it either. Uh, surprisingly, I've heard. I'm not gonna watch an NCIS spinoff though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've got three more, so why don't you knock two of them out? All right, I can knock the rest out pretty quick, actually. Um, Love of Kill would be really cool if it was in a better art style. It's like a it, it, it wants to be a romance anime about assassins on the job. Uh, but it, it, all the characters just look like generic anime characters, and one of one of them doesn't have a mouth. He talks and his face moves. But he doesn't have a mouth. And it happens in every single scene he's in. So it's not an animation error. They just decided this character would not have a mouth. And I don't understand it. Is that Jim? What? Is that Jim, the character? Maybe. I I did not. I don't remember any of their fucking names. Except for Chateau. Because she's she's the blonde assassin girl. Okay. This is this is another one that you've only seen one episode of. Yeah, and it's because there's only one out. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. Um, Orient okay. is actually a pretty interesting um, action show. It, it, it like, what if demons invaded Japan during the age of the samurai and then fucked everybody up, and now they enslave people and eat them at will. And that that's the okay. that's the premise. And then the two main characters are are bo- they want to be bushi, which are people who fight the demons. Um, and, and they get the they get a harsh lesson when the the they first fight one of the the demons. Um, the demons just have a really boring art design. Like like that's hmm. that's the worst part of the show is that you're introduced to the the kishin. I think they're called, and okay. the the ones you see first just look like giant cats, just like giant cute cats that are eating people, and then the action starts up, and they look a little bit leaner, and, and but they're still just kind of cats, and then and then their boss okay. shows up, and it's just a giant red bird with a a doofy face. Okay. Um, but then he transforms huh. into a giant man demon. 
where I feel like he's actually a worse fighter because he's so huge. And the main character is able to just mine his stomach in order to retrieve his friend's katana that the thing ate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also... It's a shonen. Yeah, also, I, I have to mention it. In the first episode, they say that uh, that um, the, the idea that the samurai inflicted pain and suffering onto the agricultural class was all propaganda spread by the kishin and that that's not true that's that's revisionist history uh samurai sucked they they did a lot of damage to the the poorer classes in japan yeah and you need to acknowledge that japan the same way you need to acknowledge all of your past the same way everybody needs to acknowledge their past horrific crime war crimes they committed in china yeah and and pretend they didn't and korea you know all the all the slave prostitutes that they buried in boats at sea like yeah please just own up to literally anything tokyo 24th ward tokyo 24th ward is probably the coolest show this season um it takes place in an alternate history japan where after world war ii the Allies built like a um, an artificial city in the bay outside of Tokyo, as like kind of like a watchdog over them. Um, and now, in the year twenty twenty two or something, it's like present times supposed to be, except the technology is way better than what we have now. Um, hmm. The the twenty fourth ward is about to be incorporated into Tokyo as like an official part of the city and the country. Um, simultaneously, the they're about to introduce this um, this psychopath kind of technology where they can spot criminals before they actually do crimes. Um, gotcha. Which is minority reports, sort of. Yeah, shit. Big Brother bullshit. Like, like watching over you all the time, looking for any tiny thing you might do that could indicate you'll be a criminal. So they're about to roll yeah. that out. Um, and uh, also, the main characters are three dudes who have been friends for like their entire childhood. Um, one of them is a blue-haired kid who wants to be a hero. But he failed to mm-hmm. save. He's the main character. He, he failed to save their childhood friend in a in a fire, and, and so he's kind of given up on that. He doesn't think he's cut out for it, even though um, in the first episode we see he clearly has superhuman powers. Another yeah. one is the mayor's son, the same mayor who's about to roll out the fucking psychopath technology bullshit, mm-hmm. um, and he has dreams of entering politics himself. And then the third friend is an illegal street graffiti artist. That's cool. Uh, Also, he's a hacker who hacks better when he douses himself with energy drinks. Anyway, the three of them, the three of them receive a call from their dead friend who died in the fire. Uh, and, and they all get a vision of their other friend about uh, who's going to die on the train tracks. And they're given the choice of like two options. Um, they can either let their friend die by letting the train hit them, or they can kill everybody in the train by running it off the tracks. 
But instead, uh. they take a third option and change the future <laughs> by saving both the train and their friend. Okay, that's pretty cool. And the second episode was mostly just backstory, so we haven't seen gotcha. much of where it's going to go next. All right. Followed by what I think are probably the best anime this season. If you say so. Uh, there's my dress up, darling. I don't get the hype. Uh, I'm enjoying it enough. It's, I just don't, I don't get, it's the same thing with like Comey can't communicate where it feels like people are like saying this is such a great show and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, this is funny. <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to. I, I like the characters. It's a, it's a, it's mostly just a romance slice of life. Um, which follows two characters, one who, the, the, the main character, I guess, is, uh, Gojo, who, or Wakana Gojo, who is a Hina doll maker, um, he's a high schooler whose family makes Hina dolls, and he's grown up just caring for these dolls and, and trying to make them, and, uh, and because of that, and the fact that Hina dolls are kind of a girl's thing, uh, he's rejected by his childhood friends, and, uh, he just becomes reclusive, um, and on the other side of this is, uh, Marin Kitagawa, uh, who is a trendy, very attractive girl, uh, always surrounded by a bunch of friends and is in most ways his opposite. Right. And um, due to circumstances, they uh, run into each other and they uh, her views are not very different. Like, like, she's not a garbage human being, so she believes that people should like what they like and uh, not be made fun of for right. that. He finally um, met one other decent person in his life. <laughs> yes, except for, like, 13-year-old feet. You can't like that one and be fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, in, in general, you can like what you like and shouldn't be made fun of. Um, and uh, they team up to... Uh, she wants to be a cosplayer for this horny game uh i didn't expect this, it this to be sex. an arrow game yeah no it's it's a straight up sex game right and uh and she wants to cosplay as one of the characters from that and he knows how to sew and because he's the one aside from doing faces he can do everything else for a hina doll and it's pretty much just scaling up so yeah it's 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 funny. There's definitely some uh, some tension between the two, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. And the last one, why don't you take it? Uh, Subiqui Bisco is probably going to be a really cool show once it yep. can do anything else with its characters that it was barely able to introduce in the first episode. Um. Uh, it takes place in a cool alternate uh, Tokyo. Again, all these alternate Tokyos everywhere, all over the place. 
Anyway, <laughs> there's people who can shoot arrows that become giant mushrooms. And also, people are being afflicted by some kind of rust disease that they think is being spread by the mushrooms. But it's probably actually not. Uh, yeah. And the main character is a doctor who's like the doctor of the masses. He could become rich and famous helping all the rich people, but instead he helps poor people without taking even like nominal payment often. He's just a good guy. Yeah. And he's he's getting roped into an adventure by one of the people who shoots mushrooms and is considered a terrorist. Mm-hmm. In search of a legendary mushroom, the Sabakui, which can consume rust, so presumably could cure the disease, and also save his sister, who is the top cop in Tokyo. The the sister and the father. The father? Have you not watched episode two? No. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they, they both have people that they love that they are trying to save from rust. I see. So, yeah. No, I, uh, it, it's the a, second episode came out, it was like last night or today, and I haven't had the chance to watch it. Yeah. It was a, it was a really fascinating anime. It's really well uh, drawn. And, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Yeah. Gosh, that took a while. It did. And you know what else is going to take a while? Game facts! Hey, we're going to talk about NBA Jam. It's a basketball video game designed at Midway and published by Midway for arcade and Midway. I mean, acclaim for the consoles that matter. What are the consoles that matter, John? Is it the Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment System and the it, it Sega Genesis? It was the Seg- the Nintendo Super Nintendo Entertainment System Ooh. and the Sega Genesis, as as well as Game Gear and that that one doesn't matter. Assorted handhelds, yeah. In NBA Jam, you play two-on-two basketball with the licensed digitized likenesses of real NBA teams and pros, with an emphasis on rule of cool instead of real-world physics. Rule of cool? Yeah, you don't know about the rule of cool? Do people wear shades? <laughs> rule, rule of cool is, is uh, I mean, it's it's just a creative term, uh, but I, I guess... I, it might just be a video game thing or a gaming thing. Um, no, I know the, what the rule of cool is. It's when you do something just oh, okay. because it's cool. Yeah, I mean it's Instead the entire of premise of like sense. what Guren Logon runs on. It's it's Guren yeah. Logon's fuel. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the difference in this, uh, I guess, is because uh, Guren Logon, the rule of cool, is an actual law of physics yeah. versus. <laughs> The more you believe in how cool cool you are, the stronger you are. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the difference, is that in Gernlogon, it's an actual literal rule of physics, whereas, uh, generally speaking, it's you do something and it works because it's cool, not because it would work. 
Speaking of the physics, the game was initially designed to be a straightforward sim, but one of the devs fiddled with the slam dunk sequencing and everyone loved it. So they doubled down on such features as extra orbital slam dunks and flaming basketballs. Does that mean they leave space to do a dunk? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> How would that help you do a dunk? It does it fucking matter? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Another feature of the game is a distinct lack of referees. There are no fouls, free throws, or really any violations of any kind, so shoving and elbowing are very much the way of the game. Yeah. Can you just, like, straight Push up your murder people on the court? <laughs> no. With your flaming well, basketball? No. You, can't sh mm, no. you can't throw your flaming basketball <laughs> through the stomach of your opponents? No, because that would literally kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be so cool. It would be cool. Perhaps the best known feature, however, is just how full it is of Easter eggs, including super clean floors mode, which will make you fall if you run or turn too fast, or straight up play as a tank shooting other tanks. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a hidden tank mode where you can just play as a tank. This isn't even basketball um, anymore. No, no, it's not. That's not even Globetrotters basketball. No, which is also not basketball. No, but it pretends to be, and it's cool. Uh huh. Yeah. The best Easter eggs are the hidden players, though. In addition to typical additions to the player base, such as Dove self-inserts, you can play as team mascots, NFL quarterbacks, funk musicians like George Clinton, and speaking of Clintons, you could play as Bill or his running mate Al Gore. Yep. Yes, you can play as Bill Clinton in this game. I would want to play as Al Gore. <laughs> I would. Al Gore seems okay. Okay. I'd also like to play as George Clinton. He's awesome. Didn't Al Gore invent the internet? Uh, people say he did. I mean, really, he I just think he just pushed think to have it like everywhere instead of just for like the military. I think and shit. not people say he did, but more people say he said he did. <laughs> did he ever say that? I don't think he did. I uh, that's the story I always heard. I think people just say he said it. Technically, he, he passed the bill that led to the National Information Infrastructure, which... Is why uh, people have the internet now. Basically. Yeah. So what I said, like, he just kind of helped get the internet into the hands of the masses. It's not like he invented it or ever claimed to have invented it. Speaking of the dev inserts, sadly, a lot of them appear to be producers from Acclaim, even including Air Dog, not related to Air Bud, the nine-year-old son of Acclaim's vice president. But Mark Turmel, Jamie Rivett, and Sal DeVita from Midway made it in. Both Turmel and Rivett were big sports devs, designing sports games as late as 2011, and 12 with titles such as NFL Blitz and a lot of NBA games. But DeVita, despite working alongside them through that time, is probably best known today for being the motion capture for Nightwolf, Cyrax, Sector, and Smoke, as well as Raiden and Scorpion in some newer Mortal Kombats. He was yeah, all he was of the those characters? For Cyrax. Yeah. 
Jesus. I believe there are also other motion capture artists for for some of the other or for some of those characters, but he has been the motion capture for those characters before. I see. NBA Jam was very profitable for all involved, making nearly a billion dollars in its first year, selling over 20,000 machines with the NBA getting $100 for every machine sold. One arcade machine holds the arcade world record for money made over one week, $2,468. That's in quarters. That's insanity. Yeah. (laughs) And also a billion dollars for a video game in the 90s is ridiculous. It is. Yeah. 93. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 93 made a billion dollars. Uh, also, one more thing uh, about Al Gore. Uh, he does say um, that, and this is a quote from him, during my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative in creating the internet. <laughs> so so he did technically say it. <laughs> he, but He probably meant like the modern version of the internet. Yeah. 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 But technically, he said he created the internet. (laughs) Not just popular with gamers, Shaquille O'Neal bought two arcade machines. One for home and one for travel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just like... Can you imagine shipping an arcade machine around? No, I mean, it's... Those things are heavy. It's just in his tour bus. That's what that means. Those things are heavy. (laughs) Also, like, you fly. They they fly. That's what they do. They don't have a tour bus anymore. I don't know what they do, man. This is the fucking NBA. Also, you're assuming Shaquille O'Neal isn't a gamer? (laughs) Shaquille O'Neal's a gamer. He was in Kazam. Anyone who, would be, anyone who would be in Kazam is a gamer. <laughs> Additionally, oh. while Michael Jordan and Gary Payton weren't in the original game, they saw how fun it was and paid the devs for a version of the machine that included them on it. While it's true Michael Jordan was, is, protective of his brand, Archimedes doesn't think he was pursued very hard to be in the game, as the Bulls are the arch-rivals of the Pistons. Mark Turmel's team of choice. In fact, there was a squiggly bit of code hidden, so if the Bulls were playing the Pistons and it was a close game, the Bulls players' skills tanked towards the end. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, two evenly matched players uh, playing Bulls and Pistons. The Pistons will win every time. Also, I need to apologize to Archimedes. I forgot he was around. Mm. Yeah. What a shitty way to treat your friend. Yeah. Oh, well. The game went on to have a next year update, which also added Mortal Kombat characters, as well as 11 more sequels that included such characters as Sarah Palin, Prince Charles, Hillary Clinton, Will Smith, the Beastie Boys, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush. All three of the Beastie Boys? (laughs) Yeah. I love how this game just chucks nonsense into it. Why Sarah Palin? Is it just for the meme? 
It's just for the meme, isn't no, it? They she was she was the running mate at the time the game came out, so they put her in. But she lost. But she hadn't lost yet. I see. Do you do you understand how time works? Yes, today she has lost, but if you go back a number of years, she hadn't lost. I'm just saying Bill Clinton and Al Gore won. I don't even know who they ran against. I, I don't remember who they ran against either. But <laughs> yes, they were the active president. I mean, I wasn't alive at the out. time, so there is that. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to remember what you weren't around for. Young one. You weren't alive either. D- during Bill Clinton's presidency? No, during his yes, campaign. Yes, I was. During his first oh, during campaign. His campaign? Right. Well, I was saying that the 1992 campaign were the presidents right there. We were both obviously alive during Bill Clinton's presidency. Even if we don't fucking remember much of it. Oh, I remember lots. Especially Monica Lewinsky. The worst thing to happen to Bill Clinton. The worst thing to happen to Monica Lewinsky was Bill Clinton. I don't know. Her her career's kind of picked up later in life. She got just absolutely screwed over, pun not intended, for a long time by the media. But she's, she's... A pretty awesome person. Yeah, I mean, she's she earned her, her her newfound respect, but people did not treat her with any form of respect for way too long. Also, this didn't tie into uh, the game show. Not everything has to tie into Games Master. I thought they would. I mean, I could tie it into Games Master, because I'm almost certain that NBA Jam was featured on Games Master. It's okay, John. We can, yeah, we can, it was. We can move on. It was. You know, you didn't do your Series research. Three. We have to move on now. <laughs> Let's see. Series 3, episode 22. Archimedes failed you. It's okay. <laughs> Archimedes failed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He did. Totally. I'm so sorry, John. Wow. Way to assume our community's gender. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> Can we please move on? This is a shitty episode. Not you. <laughs> That's staying in. (laughs) Both of them? Also, how dare you say this is a bad episode? It is a bad episode. You make bad episodes. What do you mean I make bad episodes? You can leave that in, too. You wrote those facts. (laughs) Yeah, and they're good facts. (laughs) And I read them perfectly. Uh, I don't know. There's there's that part where you said, uh, 2011... And 12 <laughs> as two separate things instead of, like, the years 2011 and 12. 
Oh, see. Move on. What the fuck? No, do you, topic do you, of wanna, the week are we do you know with what I shit? thought? Do you know what I thought that was? It reads designing sports games as late as 2011 and 12 with titles. So I thought the 12 was re- <laughs> referring to the sports games. Yes, yes, because <laughs> there are only 12 of those sports games that have titles. The rest of them are just pictures on the box, and you, you gotta. Well, I thought it meant you get the 12 right with titles such as NFL Blitz and NBA whatever. No. Listen, it's a cold read. Sometimes you mess tell me, up what's happening. Tell me what the fucking topic of the week is. Um, it's about how failing in a game can spur you onwards, and why sometimes... What about failing in a podcast? And why sometimes it just doesn't, John. Have you ever had uh, that... Maybe because uh, when you, you fail in some games, like one of the early Mega Mans, uh, and the game over music is like... And it's super upbeat and happy, and you're like, well, fuck you too. And then you just quit the game forever, and now you're bad at Mega Man as a 27 year old. Yeah. Wow. Why are you, why are you talking like that about yourself? Because it's I'm true. good at Mega Man. I'm not good at Mega Man. No, no one's good at Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I have yet to meet someone who's good at Mega Man. Right. Um, They're cryptid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, there's there's definitely, like, sometimes failing in a game can be like, hey, you were very close. You, you, like, just messed up a little bit. I guess, uh, like, Dark Souls is pretty good at this, about, like, when you fail, you know that you failed. So you know that, like, you can you can get better and beat it. The game is beatable. You just weren't good enough for it right then. Yeah. So just practice a little bit more and you'll be able to beat it. And 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 when you fail in a game and you know that it's it's you failed and that there's a path ahead, then you can you can succeed. You can come back from that. Whereas sometimes you fail in a game because the game sucks ass and uh just borks you up and now you're dead. And then that happens, and you go, well, I don't want to play this shit! <laughs> so I was thinking about this, because I've been playing a game called Archvale, which is like an adventure game mixed with a bullet hell. And I'm really bad at the game, John. But <laughs> I just keep throwing myself at it, and I'm just like, each time I reach another save, save point, then I'm like, that's, a, that's an accomplishment. So I play the game in like short little bursts. I'll find like one or two save points and then I'll turn it off for a bit and do something else. And then I'll come back and I'll die 15 times and then I'll reach the next save point. And I'm like, yeah, this is fun. Is this a Toho style bullet hell or an RNG style bullet hell? Neither. Uh, I I say it's bullet hell. Like I said, it's it's an adventure game. So it's kind of like Zelda-ish. But a lot of the enemies shoot out projectiles that follow, like, patterns and such. So so the the screen will sometimes be filled with bullets that you're supposed to be, like, trying to avoid while firing your weapon at the enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's so difficult. Or maybe it's not difficult, and I'm just bad at it. (laughs) Both can also be true. 
Yeah. 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 But sometimes it does feel like I'm dying and it's not my fault. And I still load up the game and try again. Because sometimes it'll be like, okay, well, there was literally no way through that that rain of bullets. Like, like if I had dashed through them, then I would have just ended up in the bullets. If I had gone this other way, there was an enemy over there shooting bullets. If I'd gone down, there's an enemy down there also shooting bullets. I am trapped in a Mm -hmm. corner and there's no way out. Yeah. But I I still keep playing it. Because sometimes it's not bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I find it, it, it's a lot about how you died depends on, or determines, uh, your ability to bounce back. Um... I also find out that how the game handles you dying um, determines a lot. Where there's a lot of games, it's like you died, and then the like thirty full seconds later, you're finally able to like click oh, on things yeah. to continue because it's like, hey, you've died. Now we're gonna show you a cutscene or something. Like, a, a game over in Shin Megami Tensei makes me put the game down for weeks. Because it literally... <laughs> the game ends, and it takes you to the title screen. And I'm like, so I can be done now. We're done? I don't have to play you again. And then I delete. Yeah. Like, don't take me to the title screen. That's telling me that you don't want me to play you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, if, if it, if it like, takes forever for you to be able to interact with the game, or if it completely takes you out of the game, or, like, uh, some game, like, a lot of roguelikes, where it's like, hey, you died. That's it. Yeah. Yeah start over I mean, like sometimes sometimes if it's like if it treats you as like you got really far this time you did a great job look at all these things you could do maybe better luck next time i more likely to jump straight into it again but if it's like hey you fucked up <laughs> that's it screw you then i'm less likely to join in again. <laughs> I, I do think that's why I like um, roguelites like uh, Hades and Dreamscaper more. Because mm-hmm. they're pretty generous with all of the uh, the currencies that you carry out into like the hub. Yeah. Even even when you lose, you're, you're winning a little bit. Yeah. Like you're getting stronger and, and getting more capable of winning. Mm-hmm. Whereas even games like Rogue Legacy, I felt like um, they punished you too much for dying, and you never left with yeah. enough stuff to actually like get stronger. Yeah, like there, there's a I can balance. Agree with that. There's a balance somewhere in there that few of them rarely hit. Yeah. So yeah, those, those are the the two things I'd say that really affect it is is how how you died, why you died, 
and um and how they handle it handle handle you dying yeah so like in archvale there's like um a save point probably every seven or eight room tiles at a maximum and when you die it just loads you back to the last save point you touched and takes half your money Okay, that's that's very doable. Yeah, it, it just immediately throws you back into the game. It doesn't take any of your materials or anything. It just takes half the money you've gotten from killing enemies and says, Okay, try again. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. And I find it very... It's very encouraging, I think. Without ever, like, saying anything encouraging. Just, like... <laughs> It just, just the way the game interacts with you, you know? Yeah. It doesn't treat you like, like you complete fucking fuck up. It doesn't treat you like you failed miserably. The game, the game is like, yeah, you know, sometimes you lose and then you just keep playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, there, there are too many games that treat you messing up once as a personal moral failure uh right (laughs) (laughs) it's like you lost because you suck because you as a human being are worthless you're a piece of literal (laughs) garbage we hope you die in a in a bakery fire yeah (laughs) yeah and and you know when you see that it doesn't exactly inspire you to uh keep playing keep going (laughs) Yeah. Now, some people do because, like it, it. I guess there are certain things that work better for some people. Which someone's gonna see that and go, "No, fuck you," <laughs> and then they're gonna go straight back into it to prove it wrong. Right out of spite. But uh, yeah. Uh. But yeah. No, I'd I'd say uh, failure is actually one of the the things you have to learn how to design. Um, in, in college, we, we had like a three class series, not like three classes, season classes, but like a three days in a row. We, we talked about, um, death in games, failing in games, um, restarting in games, that, that, that whole thing, because it, while losing is not fun it is something that will happen and as such it is a part of the experience and you have to plan for that and think about how that's being handled and i think i think a lot of devs just focus on making the controls really tight or making the the art really pretty and that's what they're selling the game on when there's so many little bits of design that can get left by the wayside that really do end up mattering. Like very like I when you put this as the topic of the week, I was kind of surprised when I saw it. I was like, oh yeah. Like that's that's cool. That's that's a good topic. But I don't think it's something people think about. Like you you don't in general try and think about failing. Yeah. You think about the game where you succeed. And, and I, I don't normally think about it either, because I think a lot of games do fail at, at making failure feel 
like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a game I played a lot as a as as a kid was Kingdom Hearts two, right? And unlike a lot of Final Fantasies, which did the Shin Megami Tensei shit where it throws you out to the title screen, um, Kingdom Hearts 2, when you die, you if you die to normal enemies, you just start at the at the beginning of the same room you were in. The, the game says, okay, let's try that again. And if you die to a boss, then the game puts you right outside the door, where it says, okay... You can either go back into the boss and try again if you think you're able to, or you can just like run around and maybe gain a level or two and then try. Yeah. Different from like a, a Zelda game where if you die at any point in a, a dungeon, you start at the beginning of a dungeon. Right. So if you've if you got the boss down three quarters of his health, uh doesn't matter. You've gotta do like, the the dungeon's still done. It's not like you you have to restart the whole dungeon. It's just, there's a lot of traversal you gotta go through. It's and tedious. there's still a bunch of enemies you gotta kill. Yeah. But, like, maybe you don't have to go through all 20 rooms of the dungeon again. But it's still, like, six rooms to the boss room. Mm-hmm. But, like, and those will have enemies in them. And then you're not entering at, like, full health or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it there's failing is an unliked but important part of game design. That uh, <laughs> just too many games don't think about because why you don't want to. Yeah, like, you want to uh, think about how awesome yeah, I, you are at the game. Yeah, yeah, and I want my players to like. I want as a developer to my characters to be thinking about the awesomeness they're doing in the game. That's the part I want to focus on. Like, uh, what would I like to spend an hour working on, uh, how my character, you know, how to get the player from being dead because they suck, uh, back into the game. Or do I want to give this boss a sick ass cinematic or something, you know, (laughs) like I want to do the cool stuff, but losing a game is something that you gotta handle. Uh, it's when I was working on the the card game that I'm, you know, in the middle of testing. One of the things I've been testing is what happens when you fail. How fast can you fail? How you know? How long in can you fail? Um, what happens if you fail at the boss? What happens if you? Uh, fail before you get to the time uh, skip what you know like there's and and all these things are important because like if you die at various points it feels different and uh maybe some of them just feel bad and you need to go okay what can we do to make that just not happen yeah (laughs) Like, at, at points, we, you know, when we hadn't gotten everything balanced quite right, we were losing a little early, and it was like, well, this just, this just sucks. Like, do, can we make it so that you just can't die in the first half of the game? Or, uh, <laughs> like, the, there, there's, all of the options were available to make that not happen, because that sucked. 
Um, but, you know, just, just better balancing made it feel where next time we lost at that point, it didn't feel so bad because we knew we had gotten screwed, screwed by this one particular thing, and the chances of that were very, you know, high, uh, low, or, you know, we screwed up repeatedly and died because of that, and, you know, that's that's on us. Um, so it, it, it was just a matter of changing the narrative at that point to being less of, like, this game sucks to maybe we suck a little bit at this game, but we didn't get far enough into it to matter. So, yeah, you said, um, like, like maybe we make it so you can't die in the beginning portion of the game. And mm-hmm. a lot of turn-based games actually do that where they'll start you off yeah. in the game and they'll script all the, the sequences so that like, like if you're hitting anything close to the right buttons, you cannot take enough damage to die before you reach, like, the first save point or the first boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it's a valid... It's a valid tool. Uh, it, it feels like cheating a little bit, but it's it's in there for a reason. <laughs> and, and it's also it's, kind of about the It has illusion. its place. Mm-hmm. But, like, um... In Final Fantasy X, the the game is pretty much scripted up until like Titus is sucked up into into sin, um, to to where like you and Oren cannot die in that sequence, but you can get really low on health, and, but just low enough that you know you need to toss a potion, and then you're fine. Yeah. But, like, you would have to be trying to lose in that section of the game in order to lose. Because it's never going to hit you with something that will instantly kill you. Yeah. Even the boss of that section, its main attack is gravity. Which just lowers your current HP by to one quarter. It cannot mm-hmm. kill you with that skill. <laughs> uh, and, and it's, like, these are all tools, they're... They're scary to use because if you can't die, then it doesn't matter. Um, like it, you're not there. There's no worry that you're going to be losing the game. And if it's you know scripted to a certain point, then it's not even really you playing the game. Right. Uh, but there are there are ways of getting around that. Like, uh, the way we did was um, because we did test it. Uh, with the the change where we couldn't die in the the first half, um, the the change we made was that if you got uh, if you drew a hand that would kill you, you just don't die. But you still had all those wounds when you got to the second half, and you can die. So doing poorly in the first half of the game will screw you over in the second half. <laughs> You don't have to worry about it until then, but... It will make things more if you're difficult. Not, it will make it more difficult. Fortunately, we managed to, you know, go a different route, so we didn't have to go with that one. But, like, if if you're playing a game where, like, it doesn't matter if you get hurt, then it doesn't matter if you play the game. Yeah. So, just why, why are you playing the game at that point? Um... 
and and so it's it's a a scary road to walk but dealing with failure is one of the the more important less important things to to deal with in a game yeah so i'm glad you picked this topic i am too all right i guess that does it for us today on this really bad episode of glowing weak point (laughs) hey uh if you liked this uh and you want more of it don't worry, we'll be here next week. But also, it would really help us out if you could hit us up with a review or rate us with stars or thumbs or something. I don't know. Um, share this with someone, because sharing it is the best way for us to get us out there. Because uh, we don't have money to, to go advertising ourselves. No, I'm advertising um, us on, us on with- Reddit right now. Oh, I've been going to r slash nice. podcast sharing and, and posting our new Ooh. episodes there. <laughs> cool. Uh, share this with two people. I want you to share this with two people this week. I want you to share it with someone who likes basketball. And someone who is into boys love manga. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I mean, we can do that. The third person. <laughs> I want you to share this with someone who literally invented the internet. And that's it for us. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye.